face the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilization, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim, and with me, of course, are Admiral Elliot. Hi there. And Dr. Squee. Trigon! Wolf's back! Yay! Wolf is back. <laughs> Wolf is back with a bang. Yeah, I mean, he was back uh, last week, but he's, he's back, he, back. He, he, he's back, back. <laughs> I mean, like, this is a theme which obviously is going to come up when we talk about the moments with him, but... This is a great example of how they changed the character, but you can still see how it comes from the original one. Yeah. Like for anyone who was saying, oh, yeah, but Picard, of course it's going to be different in series one because it's like 20 years later. <coughs> yeah, but he wasn't recognisable to the original character a lot of the time. Wolf is. Like, he's very different, but you can see how he got there. That's all I wanted. Okay. And now, Just Picard, you've been the same as well. Season three. Season three. Let it go. Let it go. It was a long time ago, season one, episode one. I'm saying this this is a good example of where I'm saying, you see, they've done it really well. They've they've moved the character on, but you can see where he's come from. I'm confident. Right. I just want to say for the people who've uh, started watching from our group, Mm -hmm. I am going to keep you in suspense till near the end if he actually is copying them their nebulas. That's it. Yeah, that I saw that that you put I will on. Not, I will not ruin it right at the beginning. No, you put on the social media, and we do need to know these things. But yeah, so we're talking about the episode seventeen seconds, which, as Elliot has alluded to, takes place largely within a nebula, mm-hmm. and there's straight off the bat in this episode before we even get to the. We're going to say credits, not really credits, title card. Um, but in what would have been the teaser, it's just some beautiful shots of the ships flying oh. through the nebulas and the way the ship's moving, and oh, it's just fantastic. It, Absolutely loved it. Like, it's almost like people have listened to the criticism of Discovery, where you can't see the ships very clearly, and gone, oh, yeah, Star Trek always did in the past, let's do that, because people yeah. like seeing the ships. <laughs> and the new Titan is so pretty. It's such a nice mm-hmm. ship. It, it, it's so reminiscent as well to me of the original Enterprise. It feels like it's meant to be, yeah. it is a Neo Constitution yeah. class. That's what's clever about it. Yeah, I love it. I just love it. I love it when, again, this is what we wanted in the last two series, and we we got a bit more in series two, but we wanted that feeling, that that punch of nostalgia, which this has given us all the way through. Uh, uh, whoever you are, Facebook user, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna suspect that's Jody. But whoever you are, Facebook user, oh, go on. I am a big proud dragon, thank you. Yeah, I mean, see, it's, it's that, unfortunately, Facebook user, that that that's bad news because you've been trying to get hashtag drag on to catch on for weeks now. Weeks and Mom. weeks. Mom. I mean, I'm just saying, do I open the show, show by going, go on? No, you do no. not. You do not. It's you say drag on. It, it just hasn't catched on. And plus, it's not. I think you'll find Dragon, of course, a much more natural fit for a Star Trek po- podcast than the Gorn. I mean, jeez. Exactly. So, unfortunately, no Facebook user. It is. It's a Dragon, not Dragon. a Gorn. 
Yes. yes. Facebook user, if you're at the weekend the next week, you can actually, we will know who you are. Mm-hmm. See, I've worked out. I've worked out why they've gone confused. They thought I was saying drag gone, like you're dragging a gone. Uh, drag gone. Yeah, after you've defeated it with a rocket launcher, you have to drag it. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. Yeah. for the Star Trek show than Dragoon? <laughs> I'm telling you, the the Dragon versus Dragon episode of Star Trek that's coming out in um, Discovery next season is is yeah, it's it's worth tuning in for. <laughs> And speaking of discovery, we found out this week. Oh yeah, Trek that, news. That uh, season five will be the last season of Discovery, which we did predict. We did. Right, we, we predicted this months in advance. Yeah, it it feels like it's time. I mean, we'll talk about it a lot more, obviously, when we cover that. What we now know to be the yeah. final season, but it. It, to me, I like lots of things about Discovery. I also think it has major faults to it. I don't I think, think it, it has faults, but I think it, the important thing is it relaunched Star Trek. That's it. It's done its job. It's had its high points. I don't think it ever quite found its identity fully, and I think part of that yeah. was down to that they had Brian Fuller developed it and then clearly the network were not on board with what he wanted to do and they gradually reshaped it more to what they wanted and so the fact that with all the tumultuous production that went into it that it did do its job and did bring about this era of Star Trek that we're living in you know, it, and I'd still rank it above Enterprise well, if I was ranking all the shows like, so. let's face it Everyone loves Strange New Worlds, but we only got Strange New Worlds because that is a direct spin-off. Mm-hmm. And I'd also, I'd also say as well that uh, the other shows, I think, actually, Picard's probably a bad example. It's another one like Discovery, which season by season, it's felt like a different show. And I think that mm-hmm. Discovery's, it's been a superpower at times, but it's also been a problem. Like the first season, I very much enjoyed uh, like something different. The Klingons were problematic, but we won't go there. Uh, and then you had the whole series where they went to the brilliant. series two was brilliant. Series three going to future was very interesting. Last series I didn't take a shine I, to at all. And, and amongst those fun. other series, there were problems in, like you say, about the ships and also character development amongst the crew, um, amongst the uh, bridge officers. So there were so many issues, which I think, like the one thing I can say for Discovery, and it's it sort of faults I think have led the other shows because they seem to be led by different rooms I in feel, each show. I think I, I think the other like, shows have learned from Discovery's mistakes is one yeah. sort of compliment I can give it. Yeah, I was about to say, I think that we've seen more of some of the Titans bridge crew <laughs> in a couple of episodes. Yeah. yeah having four seasons of some of Discovery's. You've actually, you've actually got people now saying that they want a Titan spin-off, which I think would be amazing. I think <laughs> Captain Shaw, they've made such an interesting and rich character. Like, to begin with, I thought, and again, it would be fine if they'd done this, but I thought he was just going to be a mechanic of the 79 instead of the last couple of weeks. But I'm so glad they didn't do that. They made him so much a more interesting character. Yeah. And the other version would have been fine, but this is really interesting. Mm. He's really kind of um, something very different, but he's not wrong. That's what I really like about him. They yeah. don't make the captain they're arguing with wrong. They make them both have their perspective, which is so much more infinitely interesting. Um, just before we go any further, though, I just want to quickly give a uh, Star Trek uh, shout out to International Women's Day. Yeah. Uh, all you ahurs out there who blazed the trail, and uh, we discussed it in her um, sort of obituary episode, if you will. 
but um, if it wasn't for uh, her on the original show, uh, we wouldn't like. I mean, at one stage, she wanted to leave the show. It's one of my favorite Star Trek stories. Yeah, and it was Martin Luther King who, who persuaded her. But just very quickly, but it's kind of it was Martin Luther King which persuaded her to stay on the show because it was so important to have all these races and uh, genders um, represented. So I think it's just a wonderful uh, story which works for International Women's Day as well as Black History Month and any other occasion. Yeah. Yeah. Mention they uh, actually tell that story on the, um, if you go on the bus tour in Washington, D.C., when you pass Martin Luther King's statue, they tell that story. Oh, that's great. Good. Do you guys want to do a quick uh, shout-out to Women's Trek? Uh, I think, Jane, where we find you, uh, being the first woman captain that they introduced was massive. It was like it doesn't seem anything special now, but in the nineties when Voyager started, that was a major big deal. Could a woman hold the lead mm -hmm. role? What you having a woman be captain? I I remember there was a lot of hate about that at the time. Well, there was yeah. hate when a new Star Trek show was announced. Surely there not. Was there was back in the 90s this is I know. It's, I know you wouldn't believe it would you no no I mean that doesn't happen now <laughs> I sort of love the fact as well Star Trek really kind of rubbed the, the nose in any haters faces like they well, had the first black uh, black guy captain and then they had the first woman in captain it's like oh, oh you, don't, you don't like the black guy how about a woman on the helm <laughs> you know, it's well, like just a really uh, screw with that like, like me and Ian we uh, interviewed uh, Robert Duncan McNeil a few years ago mm -hmm. and we were talking about how it's interesting with social media now, how it'd be a big thing and everyone would know this and you'd have all your hate mail. But back then it was just letter writing, so you had to be really intense to take the effort. Yeah, that's it. Try and write a letter or type out a letter, print it or whatever, put it in an envelope, go buy a stamp, go to the post box. So you didn't get the same hatred sent in. in the no, area. that's true. You've got to be, yeah, really angry about it to actually go <laughs> yeah. to some effort to do something. Well, like, I remember back in back in the 80s, and it was a big deal. In fact, it might be in the early 90s, around then. And it was about a next-gen episode. Um, I think it was Time's Arrow Part 2. And it didn't start on time on BBC 2. Ooh. Because... Because a Wimbledon match out of two nobodies ran late and they just carried on with Rim Wimbledon. So everyone who'd been at work, who'd set the video recorders, which you had to do back in them days because there was no uh, watch later or, no. or catch up TV. You, you set your video recorders, so they missed it. And at the time, it was the most complete the BBC ever got about anything. Bloody right! Yeah, Whitaker as the doctor. They did that yeah. during Wimbledon. For Christ's sake, stop trying to make me watch sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. We've Wimbledon. managed to avoid it this long. Anyway, oh, so... I didn't. I didn't. This right. is why it annoys me. When I was a kid and I was trying to watch Star Trek and Doctor Who, and my brothers were putting live sport on, it's like. <laughs> like back then, you couldn't just put it back on your DVD, could you? No. No, that was it. it. Yeah. Oh. And like you say, you used to have your, you set your video, but you're like, I'll set it so it starts five minutes before and finishes yeah. ten minutes after, just in case. Just in case. Honestly. And then the was run and you missed the whole thing. And we're losing all the Gen Z listeners now because they're just like, the what? A video? What, what are you talking about? It's on Paramount+. Plus. 
<laughs> anyway, back to the episode then. So you've got Jack and Beverly now are very much leaning into the Doctor side of it, which was set up, and we get to see them actually doing it now. We've been informed, yeah, they go and help in all these war zones and everything like that, but we're, we're yeah. seeing that hands-on now, this episode, which I think does a lot to kind of get us back on side with Beverly. She's been a bit of a question mark so far as to her motivations and everything, but I think it also makes us warm to Jack a lot more, seeing him actually do something in a positive yeah, way. Yeah, he, he actually is a doctor. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I also love his, like, he's got a really good impulsive side, which is very useful in the episode, but it was kind of a nice moment when he was just about to kind of go at someone for disrespecting yeah. him because he got them into this mess and uh, she just studies him and goes, no, they'll, they'll need us. And he stops instantly, which shows that he's been taught right from wrong. He kind of knows yeah. his lesson, yeah. but he kind of is impulsive and young. It was just a nice little, uh, yeah, say one, two punch between them. And we start what's going to be probably the main thread of the episode, which is this conflict between Picard and Riker, where Riker's oh, all about we... escaping and Picard no, just wants well, to fight. To... Sorry, go on. No, there's an earlier moment I wanted to just jump in on yeah, before the credits. One... Yeah, yeah, before oh. the credits. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You say yours first. I think it might be different. You go. Uh, well, I was going to go back to the where they went back in time to... Oh, we've not got I that yet. Yeah, I think that, that was... Yeah, there's a... Riker talks about escaping was... right no, at no, the no. beginning before we go to the flashback. He's talking about right. we need to get out of here. That's the plan. And, you know, it do, they do lay the seed of it right at the start of the episode before we even get to the flashback, which I was about to move on to. So do, do, is that what you guys no, no, wanted my, to talk my, about? No, my, my, pre-credit, my pre-credit is a... I was listening out, and this is the closest line I got for if there's anywhere in the universe that I don't want to be in someone back for. <laughs> the only other... Like, it's not as good, because that line is just the ultimate bullshit line. It makes no sense. doesn't mean anything. sounds kind of cool. But this one, it's a cliche of any of these things. They go, it's like, oh, we seem to have shaked the Shrek right over to um, to Picard. It's like, for now. What? Who the fuck thought? Oh, well, let's just go home then. Who the fuck was confused by that? Why did he have to have that? There is no way that anyone says that on the bridge and they don't go, oh, fuck off. Look, we all know we're under threat for our lives. You don't need to rub it in. I just yeah, true. It was, it was a nice, but it gives us a nice dramatic flourish to go into the credits. <laughs> yeah, but it's awful. It's just, I, I, yeah, yeah. Like it's... who on that bridge was confused about the fact that they were still out there? It's like, well, I can't see them anymore, so I think we're fine. Yeah. So the flashback then, and we do do a bit of de aging, and I don't think it's too uh, bad. No, it's nicely I, done. I'm, I'm uh, watching a. Uh, the first time I'm watching Supernatural at the moment mm-hmm. and I just thought and because I'm seeing it fresh Supernatural I just thought this was so similar how it has to be before because Supernatural at the start of everything oh, yeah. now and then yeah true <laughs> and I just thought this is so yeah, I, right. <laughs> this actually brings me on to a pet peeve that I have with uh, they do it in all sorts of films, all sorts of TV. When you have the caption, present day, and it, first of all, in contemporary films, it it 
it doesn't work the minute that film comes out because like you'll watch a film set in the 80s and it'll say present day and you're like well actually it's not anymore is it yeah it's 40 years later so exactly so that doesn't work it works even less when we've got something set in the future because it's like present day (laughs) what the spaceship it's just a thing that annoys me and i know it shouldn't Um, you know why they where, do that? Where, of course, so I when they go, it's like, that. oh, that was 30 years ago, then someone goes, oh, well, I think present, like, I think it's... Yeah. And you see I, I the, know uh, I'm being finicky, like, and I know it like doesn't I matter. The, I think the supernatural one then and now works because yeah, it does. now what's happening to them at that time. <laughs> and yeah. Supernatural, the, the best one they do on Supernatural is the season finales where it's the road so far and you have Carry On Way with yeah. some... That you just look forward to the finale because you want to hear it. Anyway. I've got to admit, the million series they did and uh, 50 episodes per series, as I understand it was, I mean, just it's a lot to catch up on. That's all. It's a lot to catch up on, yes. Well, I started a few weeks ago and I'm on season three. Yeah, some of it's worth it. Anyway, I'm just going to give a shout out to the. Uh, I love the uniforms they're wearing, like the yeah. uh, the new um, captain. Is that captain uniform? Is that ad- like it looks like Riker's wearing some sort of admiral uniform? Uh, no, it's no, captain at this point. So I think it's yeah, just whatever so. the uniform was at that point. Oh, it's nice. It looks like a admiral variation on the uh, Deep Space Nine. Uh, yes, not, uh, sorry, uh, Next Generation at some point movie. Yeah, I think what's happened, I wonder if the Ferengi have got involved, actually, because it with Starfleet, like, we had more or less the same uniform for all seven seasons of TNG. Like, we had one big change at the start of season three, and then we transitioned over to the Voyager ones and the First Contact ones, but... It, and like the red Star Trek 2 ones they had for years and years and years now it's just like a football team they have a new strip every season so I wonder if yeah. the Ferengi have got involved and gone merchandising <laughs> this is it well, everyone's going to have to buy the new uniform well, I it's think like in Doctor Who, you said the console room was the joke. same from the beginning of the show to the end of the eight, like the 80s like 26 years or 27 years sorry and then just every series now you get a new console room which I mean I dig seeing them but it's like I like to sit with one for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously, if Ferengi's in charge of CBS marketing. Yeah. With all the <laughs> I mean, it's a gift for because, cosplayers. Well, it is a gift for cosplayers, but it's also a huge expense for cosplayers if you want a different Star Trek uniform for every season. Maybe it's to avoid fights at conventions, you know, so everybody's not wearing the same one. Well, uh, geeks don't tend to fight. No, they don't. It's true. I think the only fight we've ever seen at the weekend was between Arrow and uh, the Canary. Oh, yeah, them two. That didn't work out well. Well, no, we never saw her again. Nope. Although, I'm just, just saying, like, uh, when we're referring to CBS and the Ferengi, given that many people have accused Star Trek of coding within the Ferengi for a certain religious group, uh, and, uh, like, let's just not draw any parallels there. I'm just I'm just not <laughs> even going to touch that, just within a million I know you don't mean it, Elliot, but, like, if uh, if certain people are watching, you know, they'll be I going, like, yeah, 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 I wasn't even... Oh, I know you won't. I know you won't. But I don't want to give the conspiracy theorists anything to go on to here. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it, it is a wonderful... Getting back to the scene, but 
I love the uniforms, and I think the uniforms all through this series of Picard are just delicious. They are they are so kind of like nice, col- like rich colors, really yeah. nice cuts, uh, very true to the uh, theme of the next generation. And then seeing these uh, one that one which Riker's wearing just looks so cool. Um, but yeah, what a lovely scene it is. Really, even though the joke about like. Uh, uh, this baby will have the best parent. The yeah, best yeah, yeah. yeah, you're gonna say Troy. We know you're gonna say Troy. It's fine. just say Troy, but it's still a nice thing. I don't to care. be fair, there's that reminded me. Riker's laugh that makes me feel happy. He is mm. he, he is such a good fake laugher, Jonathan Frakes. It always seems so jolly and so real. Yeah. It it really warms you into the scene. It's just a skill he's got. Sorry, Picard's shit joke reminded me of his shit jokes when he was giving their best man speech. So you know, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like those two sell it so well. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you cannot get away with a shit joke like that if it wasn't for the top flight acting. I'm actually complimenting them. No, true. Because I don't, I don't mind a shit joke. We understand that's just conveying they're having a jolly moment between two friends. We don't expect them to be stand up comments. No, it's fine. But if if it's delivered badly, then it just like I'm sorry, but there are a few scenes in Discovery where they've over the top delivered lines. Mm -hmm. It just sounds so like the um. Oh, did I miss the call? Say yes, bit. It's like no one talks uh, like yeah, that. No one goes. talks like that. It's over the top acted. It just is shit. I'm sorry, but but like this is how you do it. Can we get our first look at uh, Marina back in the show? We do, yeah. And she's doing every single accent she's ever done yes, in one single. I, I love that. it. Brilliant. <laughs> she does. There is a bit of actual Marina in there. I noticed. Um, oh, there's a lot of actual Marina like in there. Drop, it sounds like I'm name dropping, but from from I talk to her in person, that is exactly how she talks. There is a bit of uh, early Troy in there, and I think a bit of later Troy in there. I think there's yeah. all accents are present in one. Yeah. And she gets about three lines, and she sneaks them all in, and it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, another thing about this scene, then. So obviously, when we first did. Uh, Nepenthe, we talked about how it seemed a bit harsh that the writers had given the Rikers a son and killed him off. And I do wonder now, like, did they have this act for Picard planned and that's why they've done that with Riker to set up parallels and conflict here? And maybe I'm being a bit too generous that they did that back in season one, but it does make me wonder... I, I do want to, with this scene actually, I do want to admit that I may have got something wrong when we were reviewing episode one. Because in episode one, Riker says that the women will be glad to be rid of me, they're fed up of me. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, he's just saying that jokingly. And I think there's uh, the seeds of why uh, Diana is really pissed off with him in this episode. Because yeah. she tells him very clearly... Bring the whiskey with you. Yeah, he done. And he finished it. Uh, and what does he do? He goes, I'm on my way. And he never even reaches for the bottle. He just leaves it there. Yeah, I noticed that. That's very bad form, Riker. It, yeah. so I think there's been the seeds of a being pissed off with him. Right <laughs> the way back here. Yeah. I mean, a... I do love that. But I, I think also... Maybe, maybe losing a child might have played a factor. I don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, mostly no, the whiskey I thing. I don't think she can blame him for losing the child. No, no, no. But, but being no. pissed off with him, him not taking the whiskey when she told him directly to drink the whiskey, 
and he didn't, is grounds for being pissed off with someone. No, no, I'm not saying he's pissed, she's pissed off with him because of like, oh yeah, how dare you let our child die? I don't think it's that. I think it's more a case of, like there is a real world thing whereby, you know, a, a lot of couples divorce after a loss of a child. <coughs> and I think, I think that's what we're going to play into with that. If, if they're going that direction, I don't mind as long as it brings them back together at the end and, you know, yeah, that wouldn't be too bad. You know. We want right. a happy ending. Yeah, right, Chris, but I, I have to be happy. I, I also don't want, I guess the thing for me is, though, I don't want it to be a case whereby we spend a lot of time, because we're already, like, quite a few episodes in, we've mm-hmm. got all the crew, we haven't got them all together, so I don't want to waste no. a lot of shoe leather on their arguing. I want a kind of one no. scene whereby, like, oh, you were so distanced when you left, yeah, but I'm I'm here now, and they're, they're back together. I want it to be a kind of quite quick makeup. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy a scene that. or two, maybe, but then we want to get yeah, into... We're up to five members of the original... TNG crew now. Yeah, we're getting there, but it's like, I mean, Troy was in one scene. all together. Troy was in one scene. Yeah, I'm with you, all together. Yeah, I mean, now they've shown what they're doing with Worf, I'm actually, I'm not too um, hurt that they've kept him apart for a little while because it's, we're getting to know him again before he rejoins everyone else. Yeah. Fine thing to do. They've they've done that really well, I've got to say. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's just the richness of when you've got, Riker talking about uh, his kid once born and how it changes you. This is just one of the most real scenes between them to date. Like in all of Star Trek, it's just, it is so perfectly done. I just, quickly before we move on from the scene, I just want to give them some props for how lovely that is. And, you know, even though I think the arguing they have later is a bit forced for me, at least sets up the groundwork for it. Yeah, definitely. And the nebula then, so we, Elliot's going to tell us at the end whether there's coffee or not, but we do find out that there are biological readings in the nebula, so I'm yeah. sure I'm sure we're going to do something with this next episode. Living coffee. It's going to be living be. coffee. Ooh, could be the, yeah, coffee monster. Oh, you drink coffee? The coffee drinks you in this nebula. Ooh. And then Janeway will make the save. That'll be what'll happen. And then we get Picard and Beverly together, which, again, is just such a brilliantly acted scene. Like, we had the two of them, and it was wordless last week. And now we get this sort of confrontation between them, and we find out all sorts of things that seem to have happened over the years. Like, they've tried to be a couple about five times, and Picard didn't think it was over over but Beverly did and no no he he thought the relationship was over he didn't think the friendship was over right okay they did clarify that like by this they said it's like when she left the Enterprise which I'm assuming is not long after Nemesis Mm -hmm. but like Nemesis isn't that far after TNG ended some of the so, things they mentioned so, of so I'm sh- I'm gonna guess there's things like when she was having breakfast with him regular mm. the way they tried being in a relationship. I think there's things that happened yeah. in NG. Yeah, that I we think didn't so. see on Yeah, I, 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 I think they yeah. always got that was my impression about them. Will the work the are the art the Yeah. <laughs> that was my impression too. I always felt that it's like when they're talking about that, it's all those almost times in the enterprise. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't think it's a big jump to say they were on a couple of dates which we didn't see in the show. Yeah. It's 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 also Yeah, just definitely. Fits perfectly. It doesn't feel forced or anything else. But uh just this conversation is again, it's so well written. Mm-hmm. Um it is so good. Neither of them are wrong. Both of them have got a perspective, which is totally fair. Like, 
Picard was not given the choice, which he should have been. Like he had, like she's blamed him for some for a choice he never made. But at the end of the day, he is Jean-Luc Picard, which uh, yeah. I mean, they use the term in this episode, Picard-sized. Uh, yeah, villain. Jean-Luc Picard-sized. Yeah, the, the, and these are Picard-sized problems. You know, generally, your kid being at risk and the fact that you do anything to protect them is a totally valid perspective. As is his to to, to be butthurt yeah. that, that he wasn't consulted and she cut him. Like, if nothing else, they were the best of friends. They were kind mm. of closer than that. They were family. No, You know, whether a couple or not, they were a family. Connected through Wesley, connected through the original Jack Crusher, now connected through this Jack Crusher. There is so much between them, and for that person to cut you out, I've I've had that happen with an old friend of mine, and it just it's, yeah, it, it brilliant, perfectly written. I just just kudos. Yeah, like her reasoning is brilliant. She's there. Nine days you were on this. He goes, what? I had a nine day opportunity. No, <laughs> yeah, that was nice. A week later, you were nearly blown up by the Romulans. A week later than that, you were this, and it just carries on and on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, just protect my child. I cannot protect. And she's right. She can protect him from anything she has got. But she couldn't protect him from his, what he has going on. Yeah, I mean, in the time we knew Picard, some serious shit went down at least 26 times a year. So, you know, it's... (laughs) And the thing which, yeah, some of them them probably shouldn't have happened. But, like... (laughs) But it was, um... It, it was, and it was the way they structured scenes well. Like the fact they gave her that first line about like, uh, <laughs> and you were uh, away for six weeks, and she goes, "Oh, I have a six weeks window." That is so the argument. No, it's a nine-day window. Nine-day window, <laughs> tell me, sorry. But it's like that is so how it works with arguments because you're so mad that even though you know that's not the point they're making, yeah. you want to get them something. Brilliant. I just and I love so- the detail they brought in that Picard has confided in Beverly the things that he thought about his father that we only found out last season. But it's yeah. completely believable that of all the people in the world he would have talked to Beverly about all of this and and now she's throwing that back at him yeah and yes yeah and that's the kind of shitty stuff you do in an argument. She's not that shitty. She's just annoyed and she's yeah. something she shouldn't. And- and and his heart at that moment yeah. can only become after the last series. It, which is... It's like she also says, Starfleet cost me my parents. They cost me my first husband. Mm-hmm. They cost me a son. Yeah. I'm not willing to, to the lose stars. another. In mm. fact, not even Starfleet to the stars. That's like, it was just, ah. Way so we've got rich. spam. <laughs> and the, the other thing... Um, I liked is that Picard says, well, now I know that I wouldn't have been my dad because of what he's learnt last season. But it adds this extra regret that he's like, but I could have found that out 20 years ago if you'd have given me the chance. You know, it's yeah. it's just brilliant. It's just great bringing in these threads from what we've seen recently. Yeah, so well done. And I like the bit... I, ra- don't, going. I don't know if you noticed, but she says that... Um says like they had this perfect day and all that and they broke up on the date but she got pregnant that night they had breakup sex there you go (laughs) and also throw in like she says very specifically she doesn't go i found out i was pregnant she goes i got pregnant that night that's really specific it's like in the future they can obviously tell yeah yeah i don't think there's any peeing on a stick or anything in the future well Well, it's probably a bit like um, 
it's probably a bit like with uh, Cisco when him and Castig when Castig got pregnant, he'd forgotten to have his injection. That yeah, I bet that's that it. Moment. I bet it's Picard's forgot his injection. Oh, oh she's forgotten. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe he was like, oh come on, like even in this time zone, I'm like sixty. I mean, it's not a threat. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're both a bit past it. Come on. Um, here we go. And it's oh, sorry, just last bit on this scene. The only thing I did think of as well when she was going about all the people she's lost to the stars, including uh, Wesley, it's like, uh, Wesley, have you not been visiting home? You naughty, like, yeah, I know you're yeah. a traveller, but go see your mum for Christ's Exactly, you exist outside of time, you could be anywhere. You've got enough time to go and visit some random person yeah, you don't know in the well, 21st century, but not to visit your mum. Shame on you. Agreed. I love the little scene Riker's got with Jack afterwards where he says, oh, you're acting like I'm a science experiment. And he says, yeah, I saw you getting cooked up for 20 years. I just thought that was great. And I'm going to pick on every line here, but I just love it. I love it when it opens up with him going over to where they're all gathered. And he goes, hey, hey, Jack. And it's about, it's like he's about to say, want to come for some ice cream or something? Like, you know, so get the kid out of the room while they have the yeah. yes. conversation. Yeah, it was just, I really want to know how he's going to end that sentence. Yeah. Hey, want to go for a walk with your old Uncle Will? <laughs> he is very much Uncle Will straight away, isn't he? He slips yeah. into that role immediately. He's very good at it. And it's the joy he's got. It's the joy he's yes. got for his friend having a kid. And yeah. That's why I think, again, I know we're not there quite yet, but it's like, that's why I think the forcedness of the fallout between him and Picard doesn't yeah we'll get there but yeah but that, this, this is just so good and in a moment you show not only how good he is at talking to this kid who he knows is going to have his back up he, he finds a way through to him but also Jack listens and that's a really important thing it shows he's not just a young hothead they haven't gone for the stereotype of like oh screw you guys you can't tell me what to do only for later on for him to learn the real meaning of duty no he understands duty I'm, I'm all good with him playing that bit different I mean, yeah, they're doing good with Jack. I wouldn't yeah, be I mean, surprised yeah, if they're planning a Picard Jr. spin-off series at some point. I mean, even but, though I loved... Um, well, he's probably I, I might actually, come and uh, recruit him. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Even though I loved I, uh, 2009 I, Star Trek, that, that did play the more kind of traditional, like uh, Captain Kirk being a rebel, him being angry at everything, and only eventually does um, Pike well, win him round, well, whereas this have, one, it's a bit more complicated, it's nice. They have openly said that they want five series of Trek, at ten episodes each running a year. You, Discovery's ending and Picard's ending. I know they keep talking about Section 31, but I honestly think that's probably dead now. Especially not when Michelle Yeoh wins an Oscar and... Yeah. If they can get happening. Michelle Yeoh now, it'll happen. If they can't now, it's not going to happen later. Yeah, but I think yeah, the perfect replacements for the two shows are your Tilly show with the Academy set in the 31st century. With? With Admiral Gre Grey Daddy Bear. Silver Daddy Admiral Bear. Admiral Silver Daddy Silver Bear. Daddy Bear, Thank sorry. You. And I think it's, I think a great anthology series you can do is with Wesley and the Travellers where you don't have to be set you don't have to have an expensive space spaceship set and all that. You can be coming back to 21st century Earth and having adventures, and you can be going to another planet that looks like another part of 21st century Earth. 
Yeah, but like you know that. what I mean. You could you could have a cheaper series done with the travelers, making sure things go right. Definitely. My bit's going to be for a Titan show, and you get uh, Jack Crusher in Section Thirty One, so he can be a uh, guest. Ooh, star. that'd be cool. He's yeah. A well, maybe he just joins the, the time. Like, but like section thirty one seems like it would fit him. Where he, like he the paints section thirty one. The section thirty one. If you could tie section thirty one in with the travellers or Michelle Yeoing with the travellers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. you've got Worf and uh, Raffi now look like the section thirty one. <laughs> well, Worf's an independent contractor. He says. Ah, but section thirty one's got him working for them. What about Section 31 as an anthology show? You have uh, that work like too. Section from over the years as well. There's so many possibilities. Yeah. All the, of those shows we've just mentioned, I'd watch. They do yeah. explain Jack's accent, so at least they pay oh, that lip God. service. And they still managed it, even after they gave the piss poor excuse that oh, he went to London, never lost the accent. <laughs> they then throw in, and you know they want people to believe this. It's like, Come yeah. on, I guess it's in his DNA. Fuck off! No, no, accent's not what's in DNA. Fuck, 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 fuck off! I'm sorry, that really angered me. It's like, oh, you had to say it, didn't you? I even think that's a deliberate poking fun because they'll have been like, we know people are going to have been talking about this online for two weeks, so let's yeah. let's have a little bit of fun with them. I, I, I'm so Tom, because like even though it's bullshit of the highest order, I love the guy playing Jack Crusher, and his 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 voice is so rich and so good, and his yeah, he's good. Like cartoon. Yeah, it's perfect, but it's just like it's so forced. Make him have a British accent. It's so forced. And then we get the injury to Captain Shaw, which means Riker gets to take over, which this sets up the conflict because instead of making Picard, who is the most senior officer, he goes for Riker, who's Captain the Titan before. He is still current, yeah. whereas Picard's retired. So it makes sense, but it yeah. sets up a nice reversal of the power dynamic we used to from Picard and Riker. Well, there's a couple of bits of this. One, first of all, that was a badass injury on his leg. Like oh, his yeah. leg was poking round. That was awesome. Um, just sorry, it was just it was really great. Yeah. I don't usually like gore in Star Trek, but that was badass. Mm. Uh, and I mean, I, I think it does work because yeah, you also you hand it back to a captain because an admiral, even though he he outranks, it's a yeah. I I, I think like you say, it's I think that works that they handed it to yeah, it America. does. But this is further kind of reason for me why the argument seems so forced. Because, like, if anything, um, not only has Picard already said um, that there's, you know, that he won't endanger anyone else, mm -hmm. so he should be well up for the plan of trying to get home safely. Yeah. Uh, he waves away his relationship with his son, I think, has happened at this stage, which is just well, bananas. It, I'm sorry, that's I'm, so Picard. I'm not sure if he's waving away his relationship with his son. Well, let me finish. Let me finish, and then you can give him a button, maybe. But it's like, he literally gives a wave of his hand and then goes like, oh, it's irrecoverable, irrecoverable. Like, which there's no reason. He's just been tanning off Beverly for not letting him in his life. He visits sick payment later. And now he suddenly like, doesn't like, ah, it's just. It's, I just think he's in it too. So I don't think he means that. I, I, I just think that's a bad, it just doesn't fit for me everything else in this episode. I, and just to, to finish my point very quickly, it was also the fact that uh, when he then gets uh, into the um, second in command seat, he makes a joke. He goes like, uh, I think maybe you should start calling me number one, which is a great line. It just, they set him up as, as sort of enjoying it. And then they get mm. pissy. Like, it, 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 don't set up even more him enjoying it if yeah. you're then going to have him be annoyed at not like, yeah. being in command it's just it doesn't fit him for me 
sorry, Elliot, what, what was your... No, I was just to say, I don't think he's thrown away the relationship with his son. I think what's happened is, he's fully aware... I, I think he's pissed off because he's lost an argument, basically, when he comes out. Because he knows what Beverly's saying is right. Yeah, that's true. I, well, I think they're both right, as I say, but I just, I, I just, it doesn't feel like Picard to no. be that dismissive. Even, I, even when he's pissed off, that doesn't fit anything else I've ever seen from him. No. This is what I mean about like people can change in twenty years, but you still recognise the person you know. I think it's just he don't want to talk to Riker about it right now, and he's in a huff, so he's just waving it away. I don't Why think he, he actually that? means it. I don't want to it. talk about it right now. Like I, I, it I don't even, know because he's a grumpy. Even in yet. the moment, that one. It, it, so let's talk. Talk about Raffi for a bit then. So Raffi wakes up to Klingon opera and Worf gets his Daenerys Targaryen moment where he lists all of his <laughs> accolades and we've already no seen way. memes of it on Starbucks cups. Sorry, 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 Daenerys, Daenerys Targaryen. Sorry. He's having his uh, Waxana Troy moment, I True. think you'll find. Yes. Yes. The rings of Beta Z, the whole... Yeah, yeah, yeah holder of the... Yeah. It was, it was, yeah, it was, so, it was a mixture name. of her. I, I do love it, his full name. Yeah, and, and it's mixed with color, and also the Klingon thing of announcing, but he's learned. He's learned to accept all of themselves. I, I just like how he finishes it. Yeah. Uh, Slayer of Gowron. I've made, and I've made some caramel tea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's brilliant. I mean, um, it fits in. Is it, where, where the Klingons are all built on, um, like, mystic warriors and stuff, the idea of him becoming a bit more kind of into the mystic side of it fits everything we kind of like, like you feel in your heart about Klingons. Like they've never had Klingons really go to the Y side. They're just always the kind of battle side, but it totally works, especially with Wolf's background and how he's always denied his own nature. He's accepting himself. That Again, it fits yeah. perfectly. Nothing feels out of place about this. And they play the comedy enough that it's really genuinely funny. And I feel very good for Michael Dawn because he was always given some bullshit lines. He was, yeah. Even, re- a bit, even a bit in Deep Space Nine, but not as badly. They still, that's now, something you know, to say. Is, uh, apart from the plot developments that we'll get to, this does feel like DS9 Wharf in terms of the richness of his character and everything, which I'm glad. Every step of his journey fits. Like, you know, his next generation, he was young, he was a bit foolish, he was very angry. Deep Space Nine, he found out some of the reasons for that, and he he, uh, learned to be a better warrior, and now he's evolved past being a warrior. He's Mm. he's taken on the best of his humanity and his uh, Klingonity. And I like uh, the, make up a word. I don't know why, but I just like the little detail that he's calling Raffi Raffaella. It's almost yeah, like right, he, he's paying her more respect by using a full right. name. Yeah. <laughs> it's also very clear when I think to use a full name. Yeah. Whereas other yeah. people abbreviate it's like, hey, Raffi, what are you doing? Like Raffaella, <laughs> like he would elongate yeah. everyone's name. I really like it. And I like I like the little mission that they go on to apprehend this guy. And Worf uses a variant on the rock bottom, which is the rock's finishing move, to put this guy through a table, and I just enjoyed that. I believe it's called a Gomangiri. I might be, I might be wrong, um, but it's a, it's a variant on the rock bottom. Um, but we'll we'll come back to Worf and Raffi when we get the revelations. And by the way, if you're uh, trying a rock bottom in the bedroom, uh, you know, j- just make sure you stretch first. That's a very aggressive. Definitely, second. definitely. It's a very different thing from the one the rock does. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Back on the ship then. So Picard's justification for it is that 
they keep finding him, so he says, well, a fight's inevitable, so we might as well try and press any kind of advantage we've got. But that does feel flimsy. It doesn't feel enough to justify the level of conflict we get between Picard and Riker, to my mind, anyway. And then another bit of plotting that I... I, I don't think quite works is where you get Jack you have the bit where Shaw says why do they keep finding us and Jack sees the blood trail and he starts to think oh maybe that's why and then he gets to the thing and the guy goes nope can't come on the bridge all you have to do is say Jack Crusher to bridge or Jack Crusher to Picard or Jack Crusher to Riker and the yeah. con system will do it that oh, we have never had this a geezer stood there so you can't get on the bridge rubbish before there's also, I mean, and why, um, oh, shit, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, yeah, you've got the kind of, uh, the woman in sick, the doctor in sick bay who's totally ignoring uh, Crusher, but then lets her go and just do any operation she wants anyway. And they do pull and, that. Which is just weird. And also, she goes 20 years. It's like she doesn't go, like, um, like we know at this stage that she's been off doing loads of medical stuff in the meantime. Yeah. And they do pull that yeah, classic Star Trek, oh, well, sometimes the scans don't work. Like that time when Bashir went, oh, tricorders, brilliant with the living, not so good with the dead. Like, apart from all the times you've told someone we're dead by a tricorder, like, it's just this silly thing. Oh, yeah, sometimes the scans don't work on internal bleeding, and a doctor on a starship wouldn't know this. It, I know it's it's there to well, show how competent Beverly is, so it serves that function. Well, was but... it one of those uh, with the tricorder? What does the tricorder do? Whatever Gene wants it to. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm, I, I know I've just mentioned this so many times, but it really is my favourite. It's when he used to go to conventions and someone would ask Gene, um, how do the uh, Heisenberg compensators work? And he goes, very well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would also like to give a shout out, because you mentioned about, uh, sorry, that, that's what I was thinking. You said about uh, comsing to the um, yeah. to the bridge. Why, when Shaw had a leg which was falling off, did they not sight-to-sight beam him? <laughs> Because, as we know, sight-to-sight beaming is extremely dangerous, except all the times it's not. It's probably yeah. pretty bloody dangerous to walk around on that thing, <laughs> even with two people helping you. And then... No, to be fair, sight-to-sight... No, you're in the nebula, and they get nebula interference, the sensors and all that aren't working, so they couldn't have uh, located... Okay. The, yeah, they couldn't have triangulated. Go on, we'll have that. Now, lovely bit of acknowledging that your audience is paying attention and that your audience is intelligent and we can do a little bit of visual storytelling without spelling something out. Vadic's ship uses a portal gun, which we know was what was used to attack the Academy, but we don't have anybody say, oh, those two things must be connected. They let yeah. the audience do that for themselves, we, which is brilliant. We are, we are an intelligent audience. We can work that out. Yeah. <laughs> also, every time they use the portal gun, I just think of Rick and Morty, but I love it. It's it's, it's totally different yeah. use. It's something they've never used in It's Star such Trek, a great and idea. It's and cool. Yeah. Like, little details with what they do with it. The, when it first, the Titan first goes into it, it comes out side on, and it's like, yeah, that's perfect, because now you, you've got them on the flank rather than bringing them out head on or you know it's just so clever they've also given away they've also said in the dialogue that uh, every time they go through that it drains their energy so yeah. it's not just they're repositioning you 
And if you have to fly quick enough, you can, you know, you maybe there's a small chance you might get away from their weapons. No, every time you're going through that bad boy, it is draining you. So even if they don't fire one shot, yeah. it goes back to that thing of her, uh, Amanda Plummer purposefully weakening yeah, she them every time. To pick you apart, yeah, because mm. she could have shot the crap out of it as soon as it comes out of that yeah. portal. But she's and like, she no, this is fun. Yeah. When, when they went into Nebula, she was like, ooh, let's follow them. She's enjoying the hell out of this. Yeah, moment. she is. And then we get, I think this was just an amazing revelation. And we get we get a two-pronged revelation because both strands of the story discover a changeling at the same time. Well, don't you like it before the discovery? The little uh, bit between Jack and Seven when he goes to get her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's really good. And, and he, he tells her what it is. He needs to get out and got a security guard going. She still can't leave. She's still um, confined, to, confined quarters. to quarters. And he just knocks the guy out and says, oh, you're insane. Yeah, I love yeah. how she delivers that line. And you also had a lovely... Just, uh, just but she likes him because of it. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice, like, even though there's only a couple of... Um, seven moment like she was used sparingly in this episode but she was really great i love the uh, scene between her and the young laforge as well mm. when sydney uh, just comes up basically to say look i i know what it's like you know i've been there and i've like not been everyone thought i just got my commission because i'm jordan laforge's daughter and just just a little line when she's going away just the the just little things like uh you know um thanks first officer seven or commander seven it's yeah. just nice little very subtle moments. It's not hitting you over the head. It's well written. It's, it's it is. I like how she, pulled, I like how she pulled her apart. How Seven pulled, pulled her and goes, look, that sounds rehearsed. Say what you want. And it's basically saying mm. what you want. Uh, don't do rehearsed speech. That won't work. And I don't think she even modifies what she's saying. She just stops, takes a breath and says it off yeah. the top of her head as opposed to in a rehearsed speech. I think it's probably yeah. the same content. But it's just a real yeah. moment between them, which is nice. Yeah. And I think I think this is setting her up, obviously, for when she's going to come to the fore later, um, or to the LaForge later, if you will. Hmm. Uh, hopefully when Geordie oh, comes on board that soon. That was an awful one. I don't care. I stand by it. I'm fine with you standing by it. I've just wanted to say <laughs> <laughs> an awful one. Um, Note it for the record. Back <laughs> to the... The changeling thing. And again, just giving the audience that acknowledgement we see the person's face that jack's fighting go a little bit blobby and i think that's there for the long-term fans to go oh i wonder yeah just before they pay it off i was wrong last week he isn't a watcher no he's not a watcher but I he is a changeling a, I, did make, I did make a far out prediction with it yeah i i just like throwing i just how lovely it is that um they've updated the special effect yeah. which seems in keeping like it's a shimmer yeah. effect as opposed to more a, yeah it's what they yeah, would have done do yeah. but this is a really nice time to use that because it means that some people might go oh is that a changeling but it's like because it's a new yeah. effect it's not obvious it's a strange thing, so you it, it works in two fronts. It's exactly. One without while staying true to the original, I think. And whereas, yeah, sometimes they haven't done that. No, it's great. great. And just before the revelation, then you do get Worf and Raffi kind of playing good cop, bad cop, which is a great dynamic between them. And what's amazing is that Worf's the good cop. Worf's the good cop, yeah. <laughs> and though he does say beheadings are on Wednesdays, which yeah, that that's going to be on t-shirts. Is that there's 
There's no question that we're going to get Wolf beheadings are on Wednesday's T-shirts. Okay. Oh, yeah, that was just brilliant. But it's like, um, also, it's kind of interesting that the changelings, when they die in uh, Deep Space Nine, they're kind of desiccated and they're kind of like just powder, basically. In this one, they've gone the opposite route of like it just turns into the liquid. Mm, just, well, yeah. it, yeah. we have the... It's because it gets shot. Like when the Martok one got blown up, it didn't turn into powder. It just splatted everywhere. No, so. no, this one did, it didn't get... I'm, I'm talking about the one with uh, Wolf. Oh, it sorry. Shot, yeah. It just melts out of the seat because it's stuck in his position. Yeah, but then Wolf shoots it. Shoots it. it to kill it because it's not dead there. But doesn't he shoot it? Doesn't it disappear once he shoots it? Or is it still the goo? No, it's sort of. Uh, I probably desiccated. Yeah. Because yeah, I think it. When it dies, I think <laughs> it goes to the goo and then he shoots it. I thought it kind of pretty much just. No, I think it was going to goo to try escape. I think, yeah, that, I think that was it escaping. Oh, it was still um, alive. And then she's like, we can't let it get away. And shoot it, shoot it. Yeah. Right, right, I missed that. I've watched that bloody three times. How do I miss that every time? Well, you got to watch it again. Um. And then they throw in this thing, you know, Jack, it looks a bit touch and go, but he's all right. And that ostensibly is there to motivate Picard. And you do have this sort of head-on collision where Riker says, look, I know you've got a son on the ship, so you're not thinking straight. And it, it does just feel a bit forced. I don't buy it you 100%. Do you do get the tie-in also to where uh, Picard and Riker's conversation mm. with Jack's engine. And Riker go tells him, go. And you get Picard going down in the elevator. Oh, yeah, yeah. Checking it seconds as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I, for me, that was... Uh, again, they were building up so well their relationship. And again, I know they were... Their their intention, I get it, was to build them up before they had the full... Uh, before they had the argument. However, they were just too, like... They were too much in lockstep for the, the argument to be believable. They were, yeah. like, Riker was being so nice about his son. He was being so welcoming, so glad for his friend. Picard, we've seen how happy he was for Riker, mm. how sad he is at his loss. Then to have him throw that back in his face, I'm sorry, that isn't the Picard I love. It just isn't. Yeah, Even if it's... in the heat of a moment, I can't picture him doing that. And why is he so suddenly hell-bent on a fight? I don't, yeah, not, that's the thing with me. It's There's just no not. It, yeah. The only kind of justification is Picard going, look, a fight's inevitable. Let's try and win it. But it it just comes across more like he's just up for a rumble. You know, it, it doesn't yeah. come across as this is the better thing for the crew. It comes across as I want a fight. And it is like, I think we said this last week, it's like he's got his first contact head on where he's like, I will make them pay. But there's no justification for that here, oh. whereas there was in first contact. And I also don't want Picard to become, essentially, he's, it feels like he's become the captain of the Pegasus from that episode. You mm. know? Yeah. It's like where where uh, Riker had to... Um, like realized that Picard was actually the night, you know, he was the yeah. real person to put your trust behind, the real person to uh, nail your flags to the master. And Picard's just coming off like the dickhead who is uh, given some orders, which Riker, because he still has fondness for his old captain, has followed, knowing it's the wrong move. Yeah. And even then he was kind of backed into a corner. Um, you know, so it's not even really Picard's fault because they were, what other move did they have at that point? Exactly. Um, yeah. and although, just fucking, can we just, just have a moment for how glorious it was where they fired everything they've got at her and yeah. just right back in their own a Yeah, that was, oh. yeah, don't do that if someone's got a portal gun. That's I mean, silly. My only, point with that is, my only point with that slightly is that um, 
well, well, that surely would have just destroyed them then. If that's everything they've got, are you saying they don't have the firepower? Well, to it was only three photons that they fired. Yeah, they didn't have much <laughs> left. <laughs> oh, okay. They, okay, I'll go. I'll go with that. They didn't have much left. But also, everyone's talking about now. I get why it's not advised to go into the anomaly. But suddenly, the second they go, it's like, uh, oh, we don't know what's in there, so we shouldn't go in there. Suddenly, everyone's just saying it as if the anomaly is definitely death. Whereas, mm. like, we don't know what it is. Like, it, it just seems well, it's, it's too... It's no, too just quick, I'm just going to say, it's like, it just seems too set up to be a problem, which then, you know, once they go in, it's going to be okay for them to live. It's just going to present challenges. But no, no, you actually get... Um the science officer goes, I don't advise going any deeper. Mm. Early no, and she tells you, and she goes, um, there's, I'm getting uh, strange biological and gravitational readings. There's a huge gravity well in the centre of this. But I, I and we won't be able to escape from it. So you do get all this set up. You do, but I just feel like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just because... I know, obviously, it's Star Trek, so they're not going to die soon. Second, the nebula, but yeah. it, well, it feels it's like it's only episode three, and we know we've got another seven episodes. But so, yeah, before. they've got gravity <laughs> well, we'll pull them further in, but they're not like they've said they've detected there's something in the heart that they're going to slam into. You know what I mean? It's like, no, I know okay, it's ideal, but I'd say under the circumstances, it's not the death sentence they're making. Yeah, they could know. take a risk on it since they're stuffed trying well, to fight Vadic, but yeah, well, that's, that's kind of my point. It's like there were so many other bad choices. I take the risk on the anomaly where there's a chance you're going to live, whereas everything well, out there is going to fucking kill. I also think that what we are failing to get, because we're going into episode four next, we're nearly at the end of the episode, they're falling into the anomaly. But Riker, when they first left the nebula and tried to go into warp with the port, and the portal gun first got them, he did say, he did give an explicit order to have an emergency SOS ready to send as soon as we clear. Mm. So I think they've sent that SOS because they're clear with the nebula. That's good. That's good. So I think there's help. Oh, the I think maybe the the new Enterprise will make the save. Maybe. Well, yeah. I, I I've read that apparently the Enterprise F has been decommissioned in this. Yeah, I think we're gonna uh, get the G. Uh, what we get is uh, what we saw is. Uh, when Rappi in episode one was looking for the red, uh, red statue, red, red lady, red lady, and she was pulling stuff up on the screens. If you zoomed in on 4K, there's a picture of the Enterprise F, and it says on it, um, "You've uh, been uh, getting early decommissioned due to so and so, so and so, so and so." Supposedly, it's been on a mission. Very early on, and it's had all its major systems have been pretty much been yeah, well, annihilated. So it's it's actually better to scrap it than to uh, refurb it like they do with every other ship. I mean, it's worth mentioning as well. That's a very good point because, like, yeah, we were talking about the uniforms. Jesus, these ships don't last long. <laughs> I mean, that, well, like I the original only, series one. I, Jesus, I think you might be right with an, I think you might be right with Enterprise G. I, I think, think I, will. I still think we got the Enterprise there because it's the same, uh, and I think it's just a nice nod to Star Trek Online exists within the continent. Yeah, I do. Yeah, because Star Trek Online kept Star Trek going for a lot of years when we had those Star Trek. 
And I think also that's the, your kind of like uh, basis for going to the next enterprises because like, okay, people have seen this online. We want to give some people something new and we want to be able to invent our own enterprise. Yeah, so we, we, want to, we, we want to say this. Yeah, yeah so they're keeping us canon. Yeah, but they're keeping well, that as canon, which is a lovely bit of respect to Star Trek. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah. I mean. I think it's a nice yeah. little nod that they keep it canon. But yeah, the next one, hero ship on screen enterprise will be the G. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I also throw in as well, just sorry, just because we uh, didn't mention the time, because we're talking about like things about the anomaly. Again, Captain Shaw, I just love it when he's going, um, you know, uh, for Christ's sake, someone just go and look out the back yes, window and let me excellent. know what And then later in the episode, you see that there is actually someone stood there looking out the back window, which is great. I, I also like his other line in this episode. Has anyone else got any weird shit they want to throw at us? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, again, that's another T-shirt line, if you ask me. Yeah. And, and if Captain Shaw doesn't somehow come up again in the Star Trek universe, that is... Yeah, Captain Shaw's so, yeah. very good. If he survives this, he should definitely reappear. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's... it's yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's that final line, though, um, game, but it's the main plot of it, like, with Riker... Again, this seems so damn callous. Like, he's not going to say, oh, well, you better bloody hope we survive now. Normally he goes, no, you just killed us all. Yeah, you get, get off the yeah. bridge. You just killed It's like, yeah, but yeah. you agreed with his plan to actually try yeah. it. And, and so it's had, not... You, and you yeah. literally you had no choice from the bridge. Yeah, yeah it, no... it is all very fast. Yeah, and it just, it's again, yeah. it's... Um, I don't want them to deliver lines. They Even if they make it up, they said that. You know, you killed us all. That's really... That's harsh. That's that's very like, and I think they're just going to undo it with them talking in the next. I'm episode. sure they will. Maybe they'll yeah. give us reasons oh, that without doubt they'll undo yeah. it. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like they'll undo it quicker than I think you can undo saying something like that yeah. and saying yeah. what they've said to each other. Um, I mean, it's like I, I again, I'm, I'm I, it's not like I'm I'm saying you can't have any conflict between them, but like at the end of the day, this is the last time potentially, unless they do now make another film, which they've started talking about a bit. This last time we're seeing our next generation crew together, I, I want to see them having a good time. I don't want yeah. it to be. Oh, don't worry. It'll all be happy families thing. by the end. But but yeah. They, 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 yeah I won't forget they said this stuff to each yeah. other. It's not I, nice. It's not. I, no, I, it's do want to say, I do want to say one thing about the next episode. Mm -hmm. I want them out of this nebula. Yes. Because, not being funny, they arrived in it. These are nearly an hour long, these episodes. They arrived in the nebula in episode one. We've now had episode two and episode three in the nebula. I'm not being funny. Bloody Lords at Rings, they made it all the way to bloody... <laughs> way past Rivendell by the end of the first... It's true. First movie. We're on nearly that amount of time already. <laughs> Actually, I mean, to bring it... If you can use that as a metaphor, I mean, me... Jim, our friend Reese, most of us have been doing the kind of uh, Lord of the Rings walk challenge. Mm -hmm. We've walked further than they've got in this bloody starship. This yeah. is very true. Well, it's it's like, and just beyond, I think, now. Like, we're now at three hours approaching of season of this season. I agree. And we're still in one place with the ship. Yeah, we need it to move to, on. It needs to move on. Out, they need to get rescued from the gravity well by the Enterprise GRF, whichever one. I don't mind which letter of the alphabet. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And it's, it's, no, it's time to bring the pods together. No bloody A, B, C, or D. And I, I think it's about the right point of the series where start tying those ends together, you start bringing the remaining uh, Enterprise. Yeah, I think... I know Troy's been in it, but for three seconds. Let's bring yeah, her in. It, it feels like we should be at the end of Act 1 of this season now and let we yeah. need a, we need a dramatic shift now and there are yeah. some nice threads to be picked up like the idea that there's these rebel changelings and a lovely tip of the hat to Odo that Worf mentions a man of honour tipped him off to it from the Great Link like absolutely <laughs> yeah. lovely yeah, the other worst moment we missed it's the Worf moment where he's there and he's giving advice to like Ruffy's on the field and he stood back and you know on comms was it just me who felt like I was in the game Klingon? If it had been Garon as opposed to Worf, it would have been dead on. It sounded like the voiceover Garon does in that yeah. game. It was so I, cool. I, it was just, I, I, I hope they did it on purpose. Well, it I really like, felt like that game. Well, I did like in that chase. It's like Worf starts having to go at Rafi how she's dressed like she looks conspicuous. She goes, you're dressed as a warrior, is that? No, this is casual. Yeah, that's casual. And he's got the sword and everything sticking up. Yeah, brilliant. And, and I, think, I think we have seen pictures of him in Starfleet outfits, so this is his civvies. Like, I think we're going to see him in yeah. Starfleet uniform again. And, and I also I also like that he told uh, Rafi that they're now um, on a quest together. Yes. The partners, he, he said they're partners, which, by the way, the partners, partners line worked a lot better for me than him going, it's like, think of me as a subcontractor. I don't want to yeah. hear a Klingon using the word subcontractor. I'm sorry. That's where I draw the line. No, it's that's too, fair. It's too shit. It's too shit. Well, I'm sorry. He has worked with sta- being in Starfleet for a long time. Well, so I can handle him would, being a person. He has been around Ferengi a lot on DS9, so he would pick up phrases. I don't like care. That. I can handle him being pacifist. I can handle him being Starfleet. I don't want a clear one to say subcontractor. It's such a I, I like his uh, style of pacifism. He only yes. beheads people on a Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> Last little tease for next week, and I don't think we need to spend any time on it, so I feel like it's an obvious answer, but the whole thing is maybe they stole something else from Daystrom. It's going to be B4 and or Law, now, isn't it? Well, I'm off to throw it out, because we saw the draw pulled out in series and one mm-hmm. and everyone drew the conclusion that that was B4 because of what we saw in Nemesis. But I'm off to say that that was actually law they had. I think Girati did say it was before, though. Did she? Yeah, I have right, a feeling yeah, she did. Right, but, I, can't, but, I can't remember or not. But the last we saw of law, they said he was going to be disassembled, so there's no reason yeah. law wouldn't be there as well. So. Yeah. I mean, we, we've literally—I mean, they've literally said "law" on the trailer, and I don't think that's a misdirect. I no. think that that would be a weird misdirect to say "law" if they don't give us "law" and um, Moriarty after they promised us that in the trailer. That well, would be not good. Yeah, well, I mean, get, like, who would want be bought over law? Let's face it, it's law. Yeah, it's law. Yeah. Bad boy of Star Trek. Come on. So we'll wrap it up there then for this week. Next week we're doing a special live episode. So anybody who's at the Sci-Fi Weekender, one thirty on the Thursday, come down to the Reed Cutters. We're gonna have a few beers. We're gonna record an episode about next week or this week's episode gonna, of Picard, episode yeah, four of Picard. Go out like, um, <laughs> I'm gonna be taking my laptop so I can be on my laptop. I'm taking my tablet as well so we can have a groupie cam. 
So Facebook user can be on group, he can. There we go. We've got, we're going to have it all sorted out. So come and join us for that. In the meantime... In the meantime, you can email us at retrekpod at gmail.com. Tweet us at retrekpod on Twitter. Join us on Facebook. And Elliot's got Retrek Model Studios still working on the, the flying sub from... Vo is it Voice to the Bottom Sea? 20,000 leads? Voice to the Bottom Sea. Yeah, that. Here it is. <laughs> um, um, I've, I've been putting... I've uh, got into doing YouTube shots, so... I put one out last night and shows all of the lights lit up. It's Excellent. It's only 15 seconds long because it's a YouTube short, so go check that out. And Dr. Squee, Dr. Squee Show, what's going on? Well, we're, we're in the midst now of Mindful March. So uh, this last week I just spoke to uh, Craig Webb, the jazz educator. We spoke a lot about processes because where I've got ADHD and he's um, also like he works in jazz. So kind of the way his process towards creativity works. So that was great. This next week coming up, we've got uh, Abigail Shimon, uh, who is uh, the host of one of the hosts of the Neurodivergent Moments podcast. She's also a wonderful stand up comedian. Uh, we had a great time talking. So, yeah, please. Uh, there's that. And as I've said before, like uh, this month. As part of Mindful March, um, I'm talking a bit more about myself and uh, ADHD, and um, it, it's it's more personal than I usually get on the show. So if that's of any interest to you, join me for that. Uh, the Doctor Squeeze Show, Tuesday, 6 p.m. till 8 p.m. SW20Radio.co.uk, uh, or check us out on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash uh, Doctor Squeeze. And Elliot, finally, was there cheese in the neb? Not cheese, coffee in the nebula. <laughs> and was there cheese for both us? No, there wasn't, but it's not definitive because we haven't left the nebula yet. True, there could be coffee next week. Also, this one's a bit of a cheat, like you know, Voyager, they were down on supplies. They've, they've got coffee in that nebula the second they enter there. They're, they're replicators of The reason cheese popped into my head is because there is the line in Voyager where she says, get the cheese to sick bear. <laughs> also, if there's cheese in there, be like uh, Archer's dog. Um, oh, Parthos would love it, yeah. Very happy. So we will see you at the pub next week, but thanks for trekking with us this time, and we will see you next time on the Retrek. Thank you. Bye-bye. LLAP and Drag Gorn for now.